welcome to the Slow Wellness Podcast, where your host and nutritional therapy practitioner, Sandy Nazoli, teaches you how to connect with a sustainable, impactful, and consistently healthy life by following the foundational path to reenchantment. Slow Wellness. Reenchantment with nature, your body, and your soul. I wish you could be with me right now looking out my window on this early March afternoon. The snow is falling for what seems like a resurgence of winter, like our third winter, it feels like. We've got about two and a half feet of snowpack remaining, and the forest seems to still be in as deep a sleep as ever. But we know that spring is just around the corner, right? And that equinox is a couple of weeks away. Before we know it, the forest is going to come alive with the critters and plants making good use of the time they have with the sun. The energy is going to shift from this inner reflective season of winter to the outer busy bustle season of summer that demands more of our physical body, right? If you're anything like me, the seasonal shift can be subtle day by day. And because of the subtlety, the season manages to catch you off guard. It's sort of like a snowball effect where you start off with a tiny ball of snow and as you roll it, it gains momentum and speed. With spring energy, we see maybe a little sprout outside and that sprout gets us excited and inspires us to start our spring cleaning projects. Or And then maybe later in the season, we see a whole entire patch of soil in our yard coming alive, and that inspires us to start preparing our garden. And before we know it, the entire season is in full swing, and it's easy for us to get swept up with this new energy. In the past, I usually get swept into this energy to the point of overwhelm, where I feel like spring and summer are running me, and I don't really have any control over the use of my own time. This overwhelm can impact our slow wellness path to making it more of a fast-paced, try-and-keep-up pace and not really a slow wellness pace. If we think of the slow wellness path as sort of like a long and rewarding hike to a spot you've always wanted to hike to, then hitting the trail with summer overwhelm energy is going to make the hike arduous and not very enjoyable. It's easier to approach every hike the same with preparation, consistency, foundational principles, like some good hiking shoes. And the same is true as we enter this uptick in energy with spring and summer. Approaching it with preparation and intentionality is going to help us leverage this extra energy without it running our own energy into the ground. I'm so excited to share today's podcast with you. We've got recipes. We've got a spring body scanning meditation. Today, I'm going to be sharing some ways we can prepare ourselves for the coming seasonal energy of the sun so that we feel ready and trust our capacities to continue on our slow wellness path in health. We're going to be using some botanicals as well as lifestyle in this preparation. My first offering in preparing for this shift is a meditation and journaling exercise. So let's take a moment to bring ourselves together, okay? Start off by taking some deep breaths in and out. Whatever you're doing while you listen, whether you're running errands, working out at the gym, or just sitting with a cup of tea, give yourself these breaths with me. 
Bring your breathing into your body awareness, noticing your breath, but not changing or manipulating it. As you breathe, bring your attention to your head, eyes, ears, and neck. Notice how they feel. Ask yourself, what is this shift in season going to need from my head? that will be different from what winter needed from my head. Moving down to your torso, arms, hands, notice how they feel. Ask yourself, what is this shift in season going to need from my heart, my lungs, my arms and hands that will be different from what winter needed from my heart my lungs, my arms, and my hands. Moving to your abdomen, your solar plexus, sacral and root chakras, notice how they feel. Ask yourself, what is this shift in season going to need from my lower body that will be different from what winter needed from my lower body? Moving down now into your legs, into the soles of your feet. Notice how these feel. Ask yourself, what is this shift in season going to need from my legs and my feet that will be different from what winter needed from my legs and my feet? And if there's anything that is pulling you away from this time of preparing for the changing of the season, you can go ahead and leave it resting safely on the earth where she'll keep it for you to pick up when we're finished. Let's take a few more breaths, noticing anything that comes up. You may want to take a moment to journal what you noticed in this body scan meditation And make sure and make note of any answers you have for yourself on what will be different for your body in this coming season. This exercise gives us the chance to check in with our body at the end of winter and see how we're doing. Maybe we're going to notice that we've been in our head and our heart a lot this winter and that summer's going to pull us more into our hands and our feet. Or maybe we're feeling a little deficient in certain areas and looking forward to that fresh local food that helps nourish us and get back some nutrients we've been missing. For me, this check-in is like a debrief with my body. You know, when you work with a team or your family on something significant like an event, it's always good to go back afterwards and debrief how the event went. Maybe jot down some notes for next time of what worked and what needs some tweaking That's how I use this exercise. It's my way of taking a moment with my body to ask her how winter was and what we should be aware of as we move into summer. I love using nature as a model for how to prepare for seasonal shifts. So I look at what is nature doing? The soil is warming and waking begins within in the roots, right? The same can be true in our own preparation for the season by waking and warming our roots. We want to activate ourselves, 
while simultaneously maintaining our stress resilience so that we are not swept into the overwhelm by the rise in energy of this transition to spring and summer. I also love the idea of using last summer's plant medicine in preparing for this coming summer. Let's make a spring herbal tea to nurture the capacities that we'll need to meet the energies of the transitional seasons. In another podcast, I'll go over how to work with botanicals in your slow wellness journey, but for now, be sure that you're sourcing ethically and sustainably. I try to use as many of my own herbs from local growers as possible. When I need herbs outside of local growers, I usually use mountain rose herbs because they do a great job at researching their sources. This is just a little disclaimer I have to throw out there that you also want to be sure and check with your primary care provider to make sure that any herbs you consume are safe for you and that they're not interfering with your health and any medications you might be taking. For my spring equinox tea, we will use a few herbs that offer attunement or deep immune and hormone activation and balancing. When I try and come up with a tea blend, I really try and make sure that there's flavor in there and function in there. And sometimes that can be challenging because some herbs, until you gain um, a palate for the love of the taste of herbs, sometimes they can taste either really bland or really bitter or just really pungent. And so I try and kind of balance that so that it has some flavor and it has really great function. So for my Equinox tea, we're going to take two tablespoons of astragalus, two tablespoons of Siberian ginseng root or Eleuthera root, two tablespoons of marshmallow root, two tablespoons of licorice root, one to two tablespoons of Ceylon cinnamon bark, two tablespoons or more of stinging nettle. I use so much stinging nettle. Like I would put handfuls in there of stinging nettle. It's just so good for you. And it's so abundant where we live in the summertime. I just love it. Two tablespoons of oat straw tops. And you can dry blend this mix in a bowl and store in an airtight container. To make this tea, you're going to take a handful of that mix and combine it with 32 ounces of water and simmer gently for 30 minutes. Strain over a cup and add some cream or honey or whatever it is that you like to make your tea tea taste better. I like to add a tablespoon of aloe vera gel to mine sometimes because it really goes well with what the licorice root and the marshmallow root are doing functionally. The days are getting longer, so again, if we look to nature as our guide in our daily nutrition, we look for nutrients that sustain our light and that pollinate our health. For my Follow the Seasons Guide to Nutrition, shoot me an email at sandra at womanactivated.com. By syncing our wellness to the seasons, we offer our body the variety it needs, and the connection to the seasons awakens our connection to nature. I'm a big proponent for eating all the nutrient density as opposed to restricting things that are low in nutrient value. It's a mind shift, even though it might end up being the same thing. My husband always encourages us to say things in the positive. So like instead of saying, don't forget the keys, say, remember the keys. I like to use this in nutrition as well. What are all the yummy things we can fill our plate up with and load it up with as opposed to what do we need to avoid? Certainly there's going to be things we do need to avoid, but 
focusing our mindset on what we can pile it up with is going to help us to have more success in the long run. Spring activation is about light, awakening, and pollination. The foods that offer this to us are things like carrots, spinach, broccoli, asparagus, cilantro, cucumbers, green beans, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, pineapple, mango, avocado, bananas, pepper, cardamom, chia, sunflower, cinnamon, chilies, and chili powder, thyme, oregano, basil, eggs, fish, chicken, beef, turkey, shrimp, garbanzo, healthy fats like olive oil, coconut oil, seed butters like sunflower seed butter, almond butter, ghee, olives. See, that is a lot of things that we can pile up on our plate. One of the ways I've found to make nutrition easier is to make some staple herbal emulsifiers. Emulsifiers can be used for so many different things. You can use the same emulsifier as, say, a salad dressing that you might also use to marinate your protein. You can use an emulsifier to flavor a snack like dipping carrots into that you might also use to flavor your breakfast bowl. Emulsifiers are literally where it's at for making healthy food taste good. But there's also so much to be said for the nutritional value of an emulsifier. So let's break it down into what makes up an emulsifier usually. The base is a healthy fat, right? Offering us the omega-3s and maybe some 6s in things like sunflower seed butter. Then there's the herbs. Culinary herbs can pack in as much nutritional value as our vegetables, giving us things like vitamins A, C, and K. But what I find fascinating about culinary herbs is that they also help us to get the most out of the foods they're flavoring by helping us to break down and absorb the nutrients of our foods. This is partly why spice and herbs go hand in hand with different cultures, not just for the flavor, but for their health benefit as well. And then the final piece to emulsifiers is that they usually have some sort of acid, right? Whether it's vinegar or citrus. Citric acid helps metabolism and with the absorption of minerals and vinegar has an antioxidant effect. Here's a simple emulsifier recipe that I've made based on one our family uses in our family restaurant. We're going to take half a cup of olive oil, one lemon, half a cup of organic fresh parsley, half a cup of lemon balm from your neighbor, your garden, or the farmer's market, two tablespoons of fresh organic dill, one clove of organic fresh garlic, half a teaspoon of salt, and half a teaspoon of pepper. You're going to want to chop the parsley and lemon balm, set them aside, And then in a bowl, squeeze the lemon and slowly drizzle olive oil while whisking. That's kind of the emulsifying aspect of it, right? Season that with the salt and the pepper. Add the herbs and garlic, whisking with a fork to saturate it. Then if you want to break it down a little bit more, use a mortar and pestle to make it the consistency that you like. You can store this in a glass jar in the fridge and use it on salads, drizzle it over protein bowls, or as a marinade for your proteins. This would be excellent on fish or over roasted spring vegetables such as asparagus. And I love brightening up a dish by garnishing it with the ingredients that are inside of it. So taking some lemon balm flowers when they're in season, or you can use the fresh dill flowers with um, 
with this emulsifier just brings out that beauty and reminds you of the beautiful plant medicine that you're using to nourish yourself in this season. Let's wrap this podcast up with some sweetness. We're going to make ourselves a sweet drizzle to flavor some snacks, porridge, or yogurt. This recipe takes a half a cup of maple syrup, half a cup of dried chamomile flowers, a tablespoon of lemon juice, half a teaspoon of lemon zest, and a pinch of cinnamon to taste. In a saucepan, you're going to add the syrup and the chamomile and bring it to a boil. Turn down the heat and let simmer for 20 minutes. This really um, creates the infusion that you want to get the most medicine out of those chamomile flowers. Add the lemon juice and the zest and the cinnamon until mixed. Now, here's where you know you can kind of do what works for your family. I would just put this in a jar as it is and store in a cool, dry place. But if your family has issues with texture and doesn't want the chunks of chamomile, you could strain it and store it in a cool, dry place. Use this to drizzle over yogurt, chia pudding, oat groats, or in your teas. This is something that I use for a recipe that my father-in-law taught me, and that is just simply to take some frozen raspberries, drizzle some fresh cream over those frozen raspberries to where the cream freezes onto the raspberries. Oh my goodness, just talking about this makes me so excited to make some for myself. And I like to use coconut cream. You can use whatever cream works for your family. And then drizzle this herb syrup over that sprinkle some fresh chamomile or some dried chamomile, and voila. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Slow Wellness Podcast. Future episodes are going to include the foundations of slow wellness and a slow wellness journey, herbal spring cleaning, and maintaining our sleep-wake cycles through the summer season. Until then, blessings on your slow wellness journey. If you are enjoying what you're learning here on the podcast and you'd like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Slow Wellness Practitioner to go deeper in your slow wellness journey with Sandy or to order a custom herbal creation to meet you where you most need botanical support. Visit her business website at womanactivated.com.